Hey, it's Barbara Phillips with NPBO, and I wanted to give you a heads up on a webinar that we have coming up Thursday, May 16th, and it will be with a certified healthcare privacy person who has been in charge of a very large healthcare organization and their privacy compliance, HIPAA, and all of that sort of thing. And I think it's very important that all clinicians attend this one because HIPAA affects all of us. And so you can get more information about that at npbusiness.org forward slash privacy matters. And just another quick heads up after that, in June, we'll be talking with someone who has been in charge of the IT compliance to protect the organization. And so this one will be geared toward how do you protect yourself as well as your practice. And I'll be sharing more information about that later. So let's move on with the podcast. This is the NP Business Matters podcast, episode number 59, How to Fund Your Nurse Practitioner Practice. Hello and welcome to the NP Business Matters podcast. I'm your host, Barbara C. Phillips, founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner. Now, this podcast is dedicated to helping you, the nurse practitioner, to start, grow, and succeed in business. And since 2007, we've been providing education, resources, and support on the business of being a nurse practitioner. You can learn more by visiting our website at npbusiness.org. Now, in today's episode... I'm sharing the audio from a video that I posted on the YouTube channel, and it's all about how to fund your nurse practitioner practice. And you'll find that video over at npbusiness.org forward slash funding, or you can watch it on YouTube. So after I recorded the video and it was edited and I was listening to it, I realized that I made a little bit of a boo-boo, a little bit of a mistake in that video, but I chose to keep it in. And I'll share with you what that is after you've listened to that audio. So while you're listening, just take a listen and see what you think. You ready? Let's dive in. Hello, everyone on YouTube. This is Barbara C. Phillips, nurse practitioner and founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner. And today I am recording episode number 59 of the NP Business Matters podcast. And so today what I'm going to talk about is how do you fund your practice? Let's just say you're really excited, you're looking forward to starting that practice, but you're a little concerned, where am I going to get the money to start a practice? And so that's what I want to talk about today. So a lot of times what happens when we get ready to start our businesses and we're looking for that money, we start doing a little bit of research and we see that the literature says that maybe we're going to need $100,000, $200,000 to fund your business. So first of all, let me tell you, you don't need anywhere near that amount of money to start up. 
But let's go further here. What they're talking about when they're talking about funding your business, they're also talking about your operational costs for maybe about the first year or so. That's going to vary with everybody depending, one, on their startup cost, two, how they're going to do their practice and do their business. And many times people don't need anywhere near that amount of money. And so it just depends on how you are going to do this. So for instance, if you are a house call practice, obviously it's going to take a lot less cash to get going. If you are a med spa, well, then that's going to take you a lot more money. You need the space, you need the staff, you need the equipment. And so that's going to cost a lot more money. But for just your basic practice that isn't doing anything like lasers, let's talk about where you can get that money. So for most of us, and the most ideal way is going to be personal savings. And the reason personal savings is a good way to go is you are not going into debt for that. So remember, any money that you may borrow, you're going to have to pay that back. Your business is going to have to pay that back. And that just becomes part of your overhead. And particularly if you're really trying to bootstrap it, you don't want a lot of overhead. So personal savings would be the best, but not everybody has money in the bank that they can use to start up and to cover their operational cost until they can start bringing in the revenue. That's where these other pieces come in. So personal loans is one way to do it. Uh, a personal loan, maybe you're going to borrow money from a family member or a friend. If you do that, I would recommend in order to protect them as well as you, that you go through and have it done legally. You have an escrow account that you pay into and that sort of thing. And that way, everybody feels a little better about bar loaning you that money. Now, many of us have homes. And in the last few years, we've seen a great growth in our equity. And so perhaps you want to take out a home equity loan or what I've seen some people do is they've actually sold their homes. That's a call on you. You may be at a place where you want to sell your home and do something else. Um, it's up to you. If you do a home equity loan, or obviously if you sell your home, if something happens to that practice, then you have risked your home. And so you want to think about that. And unfortunately, I have seen that happen in practices where they have taken out a home equity loan. And then a few years later, the business just couldn't make it and the person went bankrupt. Fortunately, that doesn't happen all the time, but it's something that you need to be keeping in mind as you look at this. So what are some of the other ways? And I'm going to talk a little more in depth about some of these. And so one of them is credit cards. There are people that ask, well, can I just use my credit card? Here's the thing about doing that. You can do that. Um, you want to use a card that is maybe the lowest interest rate, and you want to pay that thing off as fast as possible. Oftentimes, credit cards... Um, incur a lot more interest than they would say in a traditional loan. 
And so you want to be mindful of that. Having a business credit card is an excellent idea for those ongoing costs. And I highly recommend that. But you don't necessarily want to do that for startup, particularly for those high amounts, because you want to pay them off as quickly as possible. Depending on your business plan, you may be able to do that. So it's just one of those pieces that goes into this whole web of what you're doing. So what about commercial loans? This is something that people are very interested in. This is where you are going to have to have that formal business plan. So just get ready to write your dissertation all over again when you do that business plan. It's not difficult and it certainly can be done, but there is a lot of research that goes into it. So the first thing I want to mention here is SBA, because I often hear people saying, oh, I'm just going to get a small business loan, or I'm going to get an SBA loan. Well, first of all, SBA does not loan out money. What an SBA loan is, if you will, it's where SBA has looked at your application and they are guaranteeing to that bank, to that credit union, to that financial institution they're going to guarantee your loan. So if you should default, they're going to pick it up. And I'm sure they'll pick it up from you in the end anyway. So a lot of people will go to the large national banks. But what I have found, particularly for nurse practitioners, because we're kind of alternative, if you will, we're not physicians. And so some of those banks traditionally have not been that friendly toward us, although that tide is changing. But oftentimes your smaller community banks, particularly the smaller community business banks, are going to be very interested in what they can do to support the small businesses in their community. And so that would be something that I would look into if you were going to go that route. And the same with the credit unions in your community. Now, there are a lot of commercial loan companies out there, and one of them that has been actually soliciting nurse practitioners recently has been the Bankers Health Group. And I don't endorse them at all. Um, In fact, I don't endorse any particular company necessarily. But one of the things that I will say is um, with them or with anybody that you do business with, it is so important for you to read your contracts thoroughly. Again, there are plenty of companies out there. Just do a Google search on medical practice financing and you'll come up with all sorts of people. So another thing to think about is social lending or peer-to-peer lending. And we see this sort of on a personal loan, but you can do this on a wider scale as well. And so the way that this works is Let's just say I have $20,000 that I'm looking to invest, if you will. And the per- this person over here, Dan, for instance, is looking to have a loan to start up his nurse practitioner practice. And so Dan comes to this company that is going to broker the deal. I have said I have this $20,000. I want to earn some interest on it, more so than I'm going to get in a bank CD. Dan comes and says, I need to borrow this money. I look over the application and I decide that it's worth a risk. And this company brokers the deal so that the money is 
paid through the company to me. Um, Dan wins because he gets his money at a lower rate oftentimes than he might get elsewhere, certainly lower than a credit card. And I'm making the interest on my money. And so that is what the peer-to-peer lending is. And you can just Google it and you'll find all kinds of resources for that. The other thing that people talk about separately than commercial lending um, is microlending. Okay, so to me, it's it's pretty much the same, but these are different kinds of um, uh, funding where it's less than if you went to get a large loan. Okay, generally it's $10,000, it might be up to $50,000. So it's not that you're looking for $200,000, but you're just looking for a smaller amount. And the SBA, as I show you here, has a whole lot of uh, different programs listed on their website that do the micro lending. Now, accounts receivable funding, there's various companies out there that'll do that, including some of the companies that actually... um, Uh, do merchant account services such as PayPal, Stripe, uh, probably Square, and several others. So that would be something to look into. So basically what that is, and the same with the other AR companies that are looking at your accounts receivable, the money that is owed to you for services you've already provided, they're going to look at that and work something out with you so that you can get a loan based on the money that is owed you. So obviously what you're doing here is the collateral for that loan is the money that comes into those accounts, the money that's in your AR accounts for your insurance billing, or the money that is going through your merchant accounts. So that is out there, and you can do that in smaller amounts or in larger amounts. Now, there are other companies that say they do micro-lending. One of them is Cabbage.com. So for years, they've been around offering small loans to business, um, business uh, small businesses, excuse me. And they're now owned by an American Express. And so that's out there as well for you to take a look at. And I'm sure that there's others. What is this thing about crowdfunding? Well, you, you've heard of these sites, uh, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, places like that. I have actually seen medical providers attempt to get crowdfunding in order to get a practice started. I have yet to see one that is successful, but I wanted to throw that out there. If you're thinking outside the box and you have an idea that you think you can get going even further, then that is one way to do it. But again, I don't know of anybody who's been successful with that. Now, a question I often get is about grants, right? I mean, why not? Everybody wants to have a grant. Generally, grants are larger grants, enough to start a practice, are going to be reserved for a nonprofit organization. And again, when you do a grant, it may have some payback, it oftentimes does not, but it does require you to do some additional work and some additional reporting on down the line. One of the better ways, I think, when you're first starting your practice and you're looking for grants, maybe for maybe diabetic equipment, maybe for um, 
a particular type of patient. You may get something from those different organizations that maybe support that, or there may be something in your local community where you can apply for a grant for a small business grant. So it, it just, just depends and it's, it'll take some work on your part. Just remember that if you are applying for grants, in many cases, it's going to require a lot of paperwork up front as well as reporting on the back end. So you can certainly look in your community and professional organizations for other resources and there's a list there for you there. So what I've talked about today is different ideas, different places that you're going to look for resources, particularly if you don't have them in savings. And so again, your personal uh, savings, personal loans, some of the different commercial ways to get money from a home equity loan all the way up to banks. There's also the micro lending, potentially crowdfunding, and grants. Now, the next steps for you are going to be for you to do your research. You don't even know how much money you need until you actually sit down and you start doing the planning, the research and the planning as to what it's going to take for you to start up your business and for you to operationalize that business. You need to determine not only what those costs are, but also what is your projected income? How will that grow over time? What is your financial picture? You've really got to plan it out. That is probably one of the most important pieces that are often missing is that complete plan, that complete lens of looking at what it is that you're doing. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Please go ahead and leave your questions below the video. And I would love it if you would like this video, comment, subscribe, turn on that notification bell, all the things that you're supposed to be doing on YouTube. So I look forward to talking with you next time. Bye-bye now. So how was that? Did you get some ideas on what you can do in order to fund your practice as you're starting up? And did you pick up on the error that I made? So that error was when I talked about AR financing or accounts receivable financing. So it's really not a source of funding for when you're first starting up because obviously you'll need to have that AR account going and some revenue coming in to your business. So it's really more for those who are already in practice, already in their business, and perhaps you find yourself in a spot where you need to increase your cash on hand, that might be a resource for you. But as I said in the video, you'll want to keep in mind that any money that you borrow is really going to go against your operating costs because obviously you're going to have to pay that back. And potentially, depending on how you handle credit and um, payments and, and those kinds of things that can potentially put you at risk. So by the way, 
If you do need to increase the cash flow in your business, you might be interested in a webinar that's coming up with us in May. So I've invited Don Self to come back and join us on May 18th to talk about adding annual wellness visits and cognitive testing to your program, how you code for them, um, how you can get paid, what that reimbursement may be. Now it's something that will be a benefit to your patients, to their families, and to your practice as well. And we get a lot of questions about this. There's some confusion about billing for those annual wellness visits, as well as the cognitive testing, which between the two of them, they can pay quite well. So if that is something that you might be interested, sign up for this free webinar over at npbusiness.org forward slash webinars. And yes, of course, we get this question all the time. Will there be a replay? Yes. When you sign up, you'll get notified of the replay. I truly appreciate you listening to our podcasts, either here on your podcast player or watching us over at YouTube. And if you would leave us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing this podcast with your colleagues. Knowledge is power and NPs need to understand the business of being a nurse practitioner. So that's it for this episode. I'm Barbara C. Phillips, nurse practitioner and founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the NP Business Matters podcast. Bye-bye now.